to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, joining me is a community organizer. Uh, he is a brand ambassador for the organization MK Black. Uh, he is political director, right? Yeah. For uh, Black Leaders Organizing for Communities. Uh, he's been an organizer for a long time, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him a little bit, a little bit about his work, his passions, and why he does what he does. Uh, very uh, real privilege to have him here today. Rick Banks, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. How are you doing today? It's been a long Friday morning, but uh, yeah. I'm good. I'm you know, hanging in there. What'd you do so far? Well, I, we had to deal with a little bit of a PR crisis that we had mm. this morning. I guess it was some so much of a price crisis, but you know, just the trolls. That's oh all, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh joy, yeah. right? <laughs> but otherwise, you know, just getting our team out, knocking doors, um, trying to catch up on emails. Good. Trying yeah. to get my life together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My um. My best friend is uh, there throwing a birthday party tonight at Company Brewing oh, nice. down the street. So I was just over there and uh, blowing up balloons and, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to tonight for sure. But um, it, it, is a, it is a very busy Friday. Yeah. A lot of podcasts and uh, a lot of um, scrambling for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, man. Uh, well, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we uh, examine love and fear, passion and creativity. Okay. And uh, it's our first time meeting. Uh, we have been friends on Facebook for some time. Yeah. But I guess to start, um, I would like to hear a little bit about your background. Tell me a little yeah. bit about yourself, your upbringing, and uh, yeah. So, born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, went to Milwaukee Public Schools, mm. Riverside University High School. Um, to study political science and economics at the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee, nice. and I've just always been into politics. Like I remember um, being nine years old, telling my mom I think she should vote for Al Gore back in the 2000 oh, yeah. election. And so um, big, just like I've always been a person to try to figure out, you know, what's wrong. I've also, you know. Got like that somewhat of an engineer. I thought I was gonna be an engineer because I was always tinkering with stuff mm -hmm. and trying to fix things. But then I, I took an engineering class. I was like, nah, this isn't for me. Um, so then I kind of moved towards the, like social engineering stuff. So right, I can yeah. fix social problems, and that's what really got me into politics and economics. And did organizing on campus. Um, so registering students to vote, being in the student government, uh, lobbying the government to lower tuition and stuff like that. Nice. All things that I really enjoyed. And then so. After school, um, I took a position as an AmeriCorps member uh, for the Harambe Great Neighborhood Initiative uh, in the Harambe neighborhood and worked as a community engagement specialist for a particular project, which was to uh, organize around a park in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And then sometime during that term, uh, my supervisor, my immediate supervisor, took an executive director position somewhere else. And so his position opened up. And so his supervisor was like, well, hey, you've been doing great work. When your AmeriCorps term is up, we're just going to bring you on full time. Sure. Uh, so became a full-time community organizer uh, a year after uh, starting with the organization and stayed for another two and a half years um, mm -hmm. before coming to Block. And really, I just wanted to do something something bigger, more systemic level. Um, I enjoyed like connecting people to resources and um, upgrading parks and things like yeah. that. But it all just felt really like like a band-aid to larger systemic yeah. problems and so I think Block offered me the opportunity to really really be involved in the political process directly and um, do more advocacy work and lobbying work and sure. things like that and so I took but interesting enough like I took three months off like 
maybe like two months after I started, I took three months off because I ran for state representative for this yeah, area. Sure. Uh, didn't win, but uh, I think the just the name recognition that I've gotten since then mm -hmm. and just the the connections I made have been helpful in my work at Block. And so, yeah. Uh, just recently, we part of side project of mine, our partner and I recently developed a mobile app uh, oh, called MKE Black. It's a database of Black-owned businesses, cultural sites, and events in Milwaukee. And yeah, the reception for that has just been exceptional. Nice. So it's been exciting. It's been an exciting past few months. I'm excited for 2020. It's going to be yeah. a, a big year. That's very exciting. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, what neighborhood did you grow up in? I, all over the north side. Like my earliest memories are in, uh, it's called the Franklin Heights neighborhood in mm -hmm. 53206. Um, and then we moved from there to Latin Park. Um, which was like apartment buildings back then like they rebuilt it right when I was there so like when they started tearing it down we moved out of Latin Park to West Lawn on the far northwest side mm -hmm. um, stayed there for a number of years and then yeah somewhere everywhere yeah <laughs> right yeah. around very transit yeah yeah for sure I'm originally from uh, Chicago actually okay. south suburbs of Chicago but uh, yeah I came here for UWM as well okay um, recently or uh, 2014. Okay. Yeah, I graduated uh, two years ago. Nice. And uh, I graduated in journalism. But uh, yeah, um, that's yeah, like um, that's cool that like you did organizing on you know in such a like uh, public sphere like that at on a college campus because yeah. like I remember yeah like I didn't grow up really paying too much attention to politics like. When I was nine years old, like I was, I didn't know <laughs> what my parents were doing, like right. who they were voting for. I mean, like I knew who they voted for, but like I didn't care. Right. You know, I had the privilege of not caring. But then, like I, when I got to college, was when I feel like I was first exposed to politics and like understanding why it's important mm -hmm. to like read up on political causes and organizations and community organizing and I feel like UWM does a great job of doing that like yeah. there are a lot of opportunities I like, was literally just on a panel last night about the importance of like voting particularly for oh, the yeah. black community and stuff like that so, so we one of the things we talked about was like how do people what should people be doing and like uh, one of the other guys on the panel asked the question of how many of y'all are in organizations mm -hmm. and there was like 200 people there maybe like six or seven people raise their hand and oh, like wow. they're involved in some kind of organization doing something like and so yeah it's yeah very important to talk about that yeah like right like because i feel like as young people like especially folks that you know are in like the 18 to 22 like age range like they're still kind of in that transition period of like you know being young and not feeling like their voice counts but then, like, you transition into being an adult where your voice does count. Right. And, uh, like, I remember, like, you know, I would be walking through the UWM union and, like, there's so many different, like, multicultural organizations. You know, there's tabling going on every every, every day. day. Yeah. yeah, there's, you know, people rally, people protest. Yeah. Like, you walk walking through Spates Plaza. and That was me. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, there you go. And, like, I, like, I'm like oh, like, people like care and people are taking stand like people my age that oh it's like oh i have class with that dude and he's holding up a sign like yeah. maybe i should hear a little bit about what he what's going on yeah, over yeah. there um but yeah like it's it it's important for folks like that 
attend UWM or folks that rally around the UWM. Everything we can do as individuals, like you know, like if we if we rally together, like then right. something can happen. Yeah, it just goes like uh, if you look at the results of all the last elections in the primary <clears throat> that just happened on Tuesday. Um, mm -hmm. Most of them, like if either either like aggregated or look at individual races, um, came down to like two thousand votes. And when you think about like how many students there are at UWM. Uh, and how what probably is a very low percentage of the students actually vote. Like if 2,000 students vote, if 2,000 extra students voted, that could have swung an election. Yeah. So yeah. this is every vote count. Yeah. That's, That's crazy that like out of 200, a body of 200 students, like like a sliver of them like raised their hand. Like yeah. that like, I mean, that's like preposterous just by my own nature, like, because, like, I mean, I was a very involved student when uh, I was in UW. Were you involved a lot, like, in high school, too? Um, no, actually. I did not really get involved in, in a lot of things until, um, like, my senior year of mm. high school. That's when I started really getting involved. Yeah. Um, I, I attribute a lot of my involvement to, I started taking karate, I think, uh, my junior year in high oh, school. Oh, sure, yeah. And so, uh, the guy, he was an elder. Uh, but he was just impart a lot of wisdom, and one of the things that he said that really just stuck with me, and I'll never forget it, is know your history and you'll know your greatness. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking to like my history and the history of my people, and just learning about the the struggles and the things that people went through, and how they just fought and like you know cared enough to try to advocate for a better world for themselves and for mm -hmm. their descendants. And I'm like, all right, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what totally. we gotta do, <laughs> absolutely, and. It's yeah, like because uh, I'm I'm Jewish mm -hmm. and like I, um, you know I like that's a big thing for me too, like understanding my people and like the historical persecutions mm -hmm. and oppressions, like time after time. But we are still not erased, you know. We're mm -hmm. strong together and um, understanding the oppression, the historical oppressions of of you know other parts of the world, you know, other nations, other races, other, you know, literally any, any marginalized folks, right. you know, like these are not new conversations beyond. Yeah. So I guess like beyond, uh, uh, college, uh, what was some more work that you started doing so, after AmeriCorps and everything? Um, so I would say like one of my, uh, greatest achievements is some started something called a neighborhood improvement district in the Harambe mm -hmm. neighborhood. Uh, so what that is, it's a quasi-governmental entity that assesses, um, similar to a business improvement district, it assesses a fee to all the properties in the neighborhood, um, and that money is put together to fund a home repair grant program. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, so since that program has been up and running, I think about, this is going into its third year, and they were able to repair 100% cost-free, uh, with the exception of the property tax fee, to the owners uh, about 30 roofs so there's 30 homeowners in the harambe neighborhood that have you know brand new roofs now thanks to this or this program that i was able to organize and it, it was quite a lift um mm -hmm. on just like an organizing aspect but also trying to convince people that this is something that's worth supporting um it was the the public hearing was there was a lot of people that you know were against it and a lot of people that were for it and so mm -hmm. i think in the end it's it's started to, now that it's up and running, people see the value in it, and people are starting to apply for the grant and, you know, see that it's important for us to work together to make sure that everybody in the neighborhood has, you know, adequate services. Amazing. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, so uh, who was involved with it, like, along with you? Uh, so I was a primary organizer, sure. uh, along with uh, my supervisor, Jalen Stokes, at the time. And then uh, mostly residents. It's like getting residents in the neighborhood together, um, explaining what the idea is and what the program is mm -hmm. and how it would work. Uh, it's since been taken over by a resident-led board of directors. Mm -hmm. I consult with them from sometimes just to, you know, offer my expertise in the program and things like that. Um, I'm really excited like, that it's continued to move forward. They're moving, uh, I think next year they're going to move beyond roofs to do other things like uh, electrical plumbing and things like sure. that. And yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Uh, um, definitely. Uh, tell me about, um, uh, a little bit more about uh, Black Leaders Organizing for Communities. Yeah, so Black was started in 2017 after the 2016 election. Um, where a lot of people noticed that you know turnout, especially in the Milwaukee on the north side, declined a lot. I think total turnout for Milwaukee declined like 22% or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, for, uh, for if you compare the 2012 election and the 2016 election, mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of you know a lot of people throw out different causes for that. I'm sure voter ID had an effect. Um, the fact that you know Hillary's record and how people felt about her and the whole super predator thing yeah. had an impact. Uh, there's also the fact, you know, the uh, Obama wasn't on the ballot, and that was a huge motivating factor for I think a lot of people. And not only that, but people, a lot of people, after eight years of Obama, were very apathetic about, yeah. you know, what is what is the value of being involved in voting and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so Black was started to really change the narrative um, and to really do some authentic engagement of, of people in the community because for a lot of people, you know, their issues weren't really being talked about in the election, um, and so we go out. Started with four organizers, has since grown to, uh, man, we're about to have 50 ambassadors, which are basically our canvassers. Um, we start every conversation with what does it look like for the black community to thrive, and we get a lot of different answers. Like, uh, a lot of the stuff is just really local. Like, you'd be surprised. Like, it's like, I just want this board of house next to me to be fixed, or I just want a speed bump to stop these cars from going up and down the street. Um, very local. But, yeah, very local things, and it's like, uh, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't know like the the local efficacy that they can have on these kind of issues. The fact that you know a speed hump is just you know getting a, a some signatures with your neighbors and and submitting that to the older person. Um, and the same thing with the board of properties. Like you can talk to your older person and they mm -hmm. could you know speed up the demolition process or something. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people didn't know who their older person was. So right. there's been a lot of voter education, um, resident education on, you know, how to just do how to be civically engaged beyond just voting, um, and the importance of that and knowing how they can uh, hold their local elected officials accountable for a lot of the things that mm -hmm. they're responsible for. Um, and we're also so we're five hundred one C three and C four. Um, what that means is we can do lobbying and advocacy um, and education and training, but we can also endorse candidates. And so, oh, great! Most recently, we reformed our endorsement process to be more resident-led and directed. Um, so what we did was we took a lot of the information that we had been hearing from that question. Um, to put together a platform of 10 quality of life areas from like safety, housing, education, transportation, you know, all the things that people need for, to have a good quality of life. And we put, we came up with some policies like we want you to increase funding for, um, you know, the schools. We want to, we want a regional transit system that's so that we can take a bus to Chicago or 
Waukesha or wherever, yes. you know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, we want uh, automatic voter registration so that people don't have to register to vote, but they're automatically registered to vote. Um, so all these policy proposals that, you know, have been out there, but we aggregated yeah. it all um, and released that as the block agenda. Um, and we're using that as a, the measuring stick against can, for candidates. So if you want blocks endorsement, um, you have to say that you're, you agree with the block agenda and that you're going to work to implement the, the priorities and mm -hmm. plans that are in the agenda. And so we were successful in that this past uh, election. And so we endorsed several candidates, um, the majority of which, yeah, the majority of which made that out of the primary. Good. And now we're looking forward to the, this, this uh, spring general, but mm -hmm. this isn't our, our first go around. We were very active in uh, Tony Evers' election, very active in this previous state Supreme Court election. And so mm -hmm. just looking to continue that momentum and, Really organized to build long-term political power for for black people and all. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that civic engagement is definitely like that sticks out. Like realize like utilizing resources mm -hmm. that are, you know, accessible to folks locally mm -hmm. that they just you know may not like, even know exactly, about. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people we talk to, like there's they don't know that there's an election coming. Like for this past primary, it's like. Oh, I just appreciate y'all stopping by because I didn't even know there was an election on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, or even like there's a mobile app. The city has a mobile app that you can use to report um, dumping and litter and uh, really. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. And uh, to, if there's a street, the street lights are out. You can use it to report that. Like okay. anything, any kind of municipal issue, really, um, you can use the app to report that. So that's a tool that we've been trying to promote a lot, so that people can, um, you know, start to report these things and making oh. sure that their neighborhoods are clean and they're getting the services that they need wow see we yeah we need to know about yeah, like, I think if you Google uh, or not Google if you search Milwaukee app in the uh, the Play Store or your, your uh, app store on the sure. iPhone that comes up it's the you know it's the app because it has the it says Milwaukee and then it has like the Kyle Travel which is oh, the yeah. same thing mm -hmm. as their logo so uh, yeah right the, the art museum thing yeah. so I can right <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sure. Uh, well, that's amazing to know. Um, isn't uh, Angela Lang? Is she yeah, part of that? She's one? our executive director. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. So you, as political director, what uh, what is uh, your what are your uh, roles entail? So yeah, I um, facilitate our endorsement process. So um, I did a lot of the work around the block agenda and putting that together mm -hmm. um, and organizing the people's assemblies where we approved them. Uh, I do a lot of our coalition work, so a lot of the work that we do is in coalition with other organizations. Um, we were part of a campaign last year called Liberate MKE, mm -hmm. um, where we sought to divest $25 million from the police department to invest that into non-police violence prevention, affordable housing, um, and youth programming and jobs. And so I did a lot of the like working with the elected officials and lobbying and stuff like that around that. Uh, Trying to organize some other lobby days at the state, at the city, at the federal level, uh, just coordinating our political education, making mm -hmm. sure that our our team is thoroughly educated on all the principles, the basics of government, the offices that they're out talking to people about, a bunch of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds like uh, a lot of bullet points. Yeah. Nice. And it grows all the time. I got. I have so many ideas that I'm also trying to just mm -hmm. like implement and mm -hmm. yeah, I want to do a candidates training school for people that want to run for office stuff oh, like yeah. that sure yeah. oh great yeah. nice um, and then uh, you mentioned uh, so MK Black uh, this uh, app um, initiative that uh, highlights black owned businesses mm -hmm. yep 
yeah, I guess tell me about how that came to fruition. So I first thought of it um, about five or six years ago when I was in school and I was reading a book called Blueprint for Black Power and it was about how black people should basically, you know, utilize the money that we have to fund our development. Um, and so I started like thinking about the black community, if it was like a country and we're a nation in and of itself, right? Um, we would have a huge trade deficit. And what that means is like we send all of our money elsewhere to get products that we don't produce ourselves. And so my thought was if we were gonna really change the way um, or the state of the black community, we have to start with where our money goes and we have to start investing that money in ourselves, mm -hmm. saving and invested. Um, and so, and thinking about that, I came up with this other idea that I'm still hoping to implement through the app uh, at some point in the future iteration. But to the I, in order to, for that idea to work, I needed to know where I could spend uh, my money with black-owned businesses. And so I thought, why isn't there an app for that? Mm -hmm. uh, and at the time, there were some people that were working on a website. Um, and I reached out to them and they were really focused on the website and I think at some point they were going to try to do the app um, but it was prohibitively expensive at the time I think uh, they were quoted at twenty to $30,000 oh, wow. um, and so then recently maybe about six or seven months ago uh, my friend Paul reached out to me he was like yo I had this idea and I was like yo I had this idea too let's do it um, so we started working on it we got quoted by a professional app developer um, at, to, at a cost of eighteen to twenty thousand dollars and I'm like, oh man, this is, this is a lot. We don't have that. Um, we thought about making it, we thought about just writing a grant for it and seeing somebody would fund it. Uh, but Paul found this platform called Buildfire um, and basically built the app through there. And Buildfire is like 60 bucks a month and mm -hmm. just started putting in the work and it just came together. So, wow. yeah. Damn. That's pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, how did you. Compile the uh, organization or businesses. We started with just the organizations and businesses that we knew about, um, black businesses that are you know pretty prominent, like Skybox and Coffee Makes You Black and G's Cookers and Bronzeville. Um, basically, Bronzeville. a lot of the stuff in Bronzeville, Bronzeville Collective, yeah. Um, and then we went from there, just networking with different organizations, looking at the database that the uh, African American Chamber of Commerce and the Black Chamber of Commerce had, uh, and utilizing Facebook, asking people like. Hey, looking for black-owned businesses, looking for black-owned uh, hair salons, and all yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. And people started the word of mouth started spreading, and people just started giving us information. Um, and especially now that the, now that it's like been public and launched, and we got all this media attention, people are like, they're sending us emails, Facebook messages every day, like, how can I get my business on the app? Or people are sharing posts from our Facebook page, and like, hey, so and so, are you listed on the app? Yeah. Like, make sure you get on there. So. It's just been, it's been fun. That's exciting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so uh, what does the, uh, the the interface look like? Like when a user is like using it, like uh, how, yeah, I guess like how does So it I could show you, I have oh. a beta version. Um, so it's not on iPhone yet. I have an iPhone, so I'm the only person with an iPhone that, that can see oh, it right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's out on Android. But uh, so what it looks like is uh, starts off on a home screen. This is a pop-up ad. They were mm -hmm. hoping to do some advertising. Um, but yeah, so separate it into f uh, different category, food and drink, shopping, attractions, uh, hair, beauty, and wellness. I just noticed he changed the pictures and these are so much better. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then you click it. So example, let's say you click into the food and drink category. Um, it's comes up as this is a listening in alphabetical order. Um, but you can also click this button down here and it'll make it a map view so you can see oh, yeah. 
where exactly people are located. Um, and then if you go to filter, you can filter it out. If you sure. just want to find somewhere with alcohol drinks or mm -hmm. barbecue, nice. um, we got to get a brunch a brunch filter on there. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Everyone loves brunch. Everybody wants here brunch in Milwaukee. Right. You need to know where the black brunch spots are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you but if you just click a business, um, right now it just gives. Uh, the basic information about it, uh, where it's located, contact oh, yeah. information, um, directions. Okay. Um, what our hope is to add more functionality to it so that you have uh, pictures of the food or the menu or something like that. Um, be able to leave uh, like anonymous feedback on the, mm -hmm. the food or the restaurant or the, your experience. Uh, Since maybe a picture of the owner or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah. Seems pretty uh it it seems pretty like easy to get the hang of. So yeah, it's yeah. very like very streamlined. That's one of the things that we've uh taken pride in. Like there are actually like maybe like a dozen or so other like black business apps, but we're <laughs> as far as we know we're the first one that's localized <laughs> for a particular city. Um and I think that's been a part of like why we've been so like successful with it so far is because when people people start too big and then you end up with one business in Houston, one business in California. Oh, yeah. Like it's like how they, there's right. nobody on the ground to get these small businesses that are really the heart of oh yeah the small business community. So yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, ones that you know could be very overlooked. Right, so easily overlooked if you don't know, like you know, or if you don't have that network in place already mm -hmm. to, to share the. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's. That's very exciting. How long has it uh, been out now? It has been out about a month now. Uh, yeah. We launched, uh, we released it on Apple, not Apple, we released it on Android probably about a month ago. Um, and the, the goal was to try to get it on Apple also by the 10th, which was when we had our launch party. Mm -hmm. But Apple's been very difficult to work with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, got on, we got on Android really quick. Like, it was Good. a very simple process. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's super exciting. Yeah. Be sure to download it for yes, sure. Yes, MKE Black. MKE Black. Um, so, uh, I had another question about um, uh, Black Leaders Organizing yeah. for Communities. And um, so, when, so like, um, talking about like, um, like uh, black communities in Milwaukee. Is it like does it does it like does the community work focus on like specific like neighborhoods or zip codes or? Yeah. Um, so for whatever it is, you know, whatever. Uh, Milwaukee is a hyper segregated city, yeah. and so it's very easy to target. You know the majority of the white population because all you have to do is knock the north side of Milwaukee. Um, so we knock primarily from Holton to Seventy uh, Sixth Street from. Valite or Highland uh, to like Hampton, so mm -hmm. that's the primary geography. We go outside of it every now and then, um, but for the most part, our folks are working in that area, and yeah, just knocking and talking to people. Sure, to, yeah. To build those relationships, help us start block clubs, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. How can um, so like being a, like I came here for college, and mm -hmm. I've like always lived on the east side in the last five years. How can folks on the east side? Um, or other parts of the city help the organization? So we always tell people that there's three ways. Um, I, I tend to add a fourth. Um, so the one uh, is to share our, our things on Facebook, you know, share our social media, talk about block. Um, two is donate. Um, and three is to uh, connect us to people who can 
do the first two. You can donate or who can uh, help get our, our, our word out and spread yeah. the word. Um, the fourth one that I like to add is uh, review. Look at the block agenda. Um, and if you if it fits with you, um, then call your elected official and tell them to support the block agenda. Because even if we get the, the folks, um, our elected officials on board, we can't do it without the support of other elected officials that represent other parts of the city, mm -hmm. other parts of the state, other parts of the country. Um, so, if the, you know, for us, like, automatic voter registration is a statewide thing. Um, so if somebody lives in Sheboygan or Green Bay and that's something that they want to support block, um, then help us pass automatic voter registration. Call mm -hmm. your state senator, call your state representative, um, and, you know, help us hold the yeah. count and advocate and move these policies forward. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. The, Automatic voter register. Because, like, I I didn't even realize that, like, you get, you have to re-register every time you move. Yep. And, like, I've been moving, like, constantly. Yeah. So I almost didn't, I almost forgot to re-register for right. this election. So, yeah. Like, yeah, that would be a hassle for a lot. And as I mentioned, the voter purge where, you know, some people moved and then they sent a postcard to their old address. And, like, mm -hmm. if you didn't send it back, we're just going to remove you from the voter polls. And so people didn't even know they had been unregistered mm -hmm. um, or if you don't vote like if you don't vote like every two or four years they remove you from the voter yeah. files and so it's, there's lots of systemic barriers put in place that we can work to remove yeah to make voting easier and absolutely yeah. yeah definitely well that's wonderful um i all this work that you do that you're doing um sounds really impactful and seems like something that you know like residents like uh could take they can take like that civic action in making their communities better and yeah. it'd be just you know like it's just a matter of them just knowing it's there yeah. and yes yeah, spreading the word for sure so what are some of your goals for the rest of the year uh we want to do some events through okay like um some things to help support local black businesses we want to um, get everything settled with our official nonprofit status and things like that. Um, and continue to add more businesses and more functionality to the app. Uh, through Block, we're just hoping to to get a, a good nominee for the Democratic nomination and work to get Donald Trump out of office in November. Uh, as well as, you know, I'll get make sure there's a high turnout in the spring general election. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully we can do at least a few kind of organizer trainings that we're hoping to put together. Um, to train some people to go into the community and you know or not even go into the community to come from the community um and gain some skills that will help them as they to work to better their community and yeah i mean personally uh getting married this year so it's a personal goal well, that's good um, congrats thank you thank you and then uh yeah, just survive the year. It's gonna be twenty twenty. Twenty twenty is gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Crucial year for sure. Yeah. Um, what was it? Myself. Uh, hmm. I think uh, I want to. Well, so it was a goal of my. So I took a little break from. Uh, so this is my second year doing the show, and uh, I took a little break for like a month this past month, and this past week I started recording again. Um, well, this year my goal is to continue going out of my comfort zone with this platform, continuing. I want to, I mean, I'm definitely getting more political this year. Um, I mean, it's imperative to um, continue to talk to different folks from different communities that, you know, I, that, you know, need the, need the platform or just need 
you know, need a voice or, you know, just things that I am, hope to learn more about. Uh, so definitely continuing to go out of my comfort zone. And uh, I uh, also hope I can become more, Be more fiscally fun. able to travel and make more of yeah, a difference. Nice. Which can be hard, but... I'm excited. I think I'll, I'll get a fair amount of traveling this year. Nice. Unlike some previous leaders. I'm actually going to Orlando next week, so I'm excited. Exciting. Yeah. Awesome. That'll be nice. Especially this time of year. Yeah. That'll be great. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. well, well, thanks for uh, stopping by today, Rick. Uh, it was great to talk to you. Great yeah. to get to know you. Nice um, so as we close out, uh, I ask everybody these two questions as we uh, end. Uh, so, Rick, tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up at night? Um, just uh, wondering if I'm doing enough. Like sometimes I feel overwhelmed, and so when I when I get overwhelmed, I'll be like, "Fuck it all!" Like I just have to stop doing anything. And yeah. then when I do that, I'm just like, "What am I letting slip?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That and just trying to yeah, just trying to make sure all the all my ducks are in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just worried about this, like the state of everything. Like, because I go back and forth. We have a partner often talk about this. I'm like, I'm a, I'm like a zero to one hundred person. So if I'm in it, I'm in it, and if I'm not, I'm not. And so I'm like, sometimes I, I worry. Like, is is this? Am I fighting this for nothing, or should I? Or no, am I fighting this for nothing? And should I just be like, forget it and go be on a beach somewhere and? make money and just forget about it or should I just continue to give my you know body and soul to the good fight and so yeah that's a battle I go through sometimes and word usually I come out you know on the good fight side so yeah it's all good well you're right yeah <laughs> yeah not yeah Rem remembering what you do it all for yeah. and what you believe in yeah. what puts you to sleep what puts me to sleep Knowing how, like, how fortunate and just how blessed I've been, like, um, being, you know, grateful for the things that I have and I've been able to do and the people that I was able to impact and, mm -hmm. of course, having a great partner by my side is just, it's all good. So, amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again for being here. Uh, so, uh, support Block, uh, yeah. Black Leaders Organizing for Communities. Uh, Download MKE Black, uh, yes. supporting uh, black-owned businesses uh, uh, out here in our city. And, um, you know, uh, call your older person. Yes. Call your older person. 47% of the budget goes to police. Remember That's that. Thing. Yep. That Thanks. sounds like too much to you. Call your older person. Do it. <laughs> Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.